Connor O'Brien, you have 30 seconds to respond. Four immunity points on the line. Go. Derek Bateman, your mama's so fat, she jumped up in the air and got stuck. <laughs> your mama's so fat that her blood type is ragu. <laughs> Johnny Curtis, you're so stupid that you actually sit on the TV and watch the couch. The future is now. Welcome back to another episode of Half K NXT. Your boy Nando O'Brien. Ooh, and your boy, you know is L Truth. I'm not Hoovy, but you know I got the juice. When I'm not a dog faced gremlin, I'm always on the loose. L Truth. Uh. And speaking of the dog faced gremlin, I just saw the news a couple of days ago that uh his uh, his boy actually got signed recently. I think. For wh- woohoo! <laughs> uh, I think uh, developmental for for NXT. He looks nice. he looks like a beast, man. You should look him up. <laughs> man, we got we got Steiner's back and oh okay. <laughs> yeah, the 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 kid the kid looks beefed up, man. And speaking of more siblings and uh, and sons. Uh, our boy Ziggy, his his younger brother. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it uh, Nick Nemeth? Nick Nemeth? Uh, Hollywood. Ryan. Hollywood. Yeah, Hollywood. Ryan Nemeth. Yeah, 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 yeah. So all these uh, all these siblings and generations are starting to pop up more on uh, mm-hmm. on the circuit. So that's awesome, man. It's going down, man. You know, you just got to spread out. It just mm-hmm. has to. It has to happen. Like I was talking to uh, Jamie because we watched the um. The Yokozuna thing. Oh yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. And then I really liked it. It was mm-hmm. great. And then I was just we were just talking about like the whole Anawaii family, how it was just like essentially like two uncles. Mm-hmm. And then like they all just kind of like spread like wildfire after that. It's I like, know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It was it was really insightful and there was even some details I didn't know about it, but it was really sad at the end. <laughs> like uh, I know. It was super like it totally went over my head like when Yokozuna actually passed away because mm-hmm. I thought it was like 97 mm-hmm. and then like it was like what 2000 exactly yeah on 2000 and I was like whoa man I didn't know that he just like faded away into like the indie scene for a little bit and like I was like oh dang dude and it was pretty crazy and I think the logistics of it I never knew about it either because I never knew that he passed away overseas so like kind of from my own personal experience when like my grandma passed away since she came from El Salvador and she passed away here, like all those logistics are just like, mm, okay. I can definitely feel for like the family too, at that point mm-hmm. of just like having to deal with all those issues. That's crazy, bro. The Anawais, that's crazy, bro. They got like 
12 sets of twins in that whole family. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. like Roman has two. <laughs> <laughs> He's had two sets of twins. And then Rikishi is a twin. Yeah, yeah. He had twins. Yeah. It's like, what is this? Man? Like, what are the odds of that? That's so crazy. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah. Good stuff coming out of the uh, the overall modern wrestling scene these past couple of days so really really happy for like the next generations of uh of wrestling families to come up <laughs> i'm waiting for the rock's daughter to get all trained up mm-hmm. that's what i'm waiting for i'm trying to see her give out some like people's elbows oh she's and, gonna, or like daughter's elbows yeah, and- <laughs> yeah she's gonna be pretty much pushed up there with charlotte if you thought charlotte was, was zoomed up there wait until uh until she gets up there, you know. Hey, hopefully the Rock's daughter is like half as good as Charlotte. Because mm-hmm. then, if she's half as good as Charlotte in the ring, but like half as good as her daddy on the mic, she'll be like twenty times better than like yeah. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing we're, we're doing some Steiner math on Steiner that math, one. baby. <laughs> oh, that's too good. Where's my little chain headdress? <laughs> Come dog Steiner. Dog Steiner. <laughs> hey, I, you know, speaking of bloodlines, I didn't know that like Billy Gunn had two sons. Mm-hmm. What What's interesting about that one is uh, his younger, his youngest one is the one who has more wrestling uh, experience, which is kind of crazy. Austin, the, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, Colt Colton, I think the the older yeah, one. Like- he uh, he just started more more recently i think within the last two years so mm. i it's it's kind of rare when you see that where like the younger sibling has more experience than the, than the maybe older he one. just didn't want to do it and then like it just came down to it he's like you know what why don't i just join the family thing yeah 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 that's true like the gun club is pretty like that's dope sounding it's, it's, <laughs> it's a really good it's a like, really good stable i i think they're definitely just waiting for for both of them to kind of find like the the chemistry between like either a tag team or a trio and then mm. and then they'll probably like actually no pun intended pull the trigger on them <laughs> all right maybe maybe the pun was fully intended <laughs> that it had to be fully you know either it's unintended or it is intended it was a good pun thank nonetheless you. thank you thank you mm-hmm. i'm gonna quit while i'm ahead so we'll, we'll, just, we'll, we'll just get the uh the episode started here mm-hmm. put a plug while it's hot bro exactly always put a plug while you're hot <laughs> uh so yeah we are uh we are starting off somewhat fresh where we are jumping back into the year 2011 which is finally kind of crazy to say that um after all these episodes that we've done um we're finally be able to start a brand new year in this timeline uh this is, is this is episode 46 episode 5 of season 4 uh and it is january 4th 2011 as i mentioned and it comes from the uh toucan sun tucan tucson tucson Tucson. I don't know why Toucan Sam came in my head, but it's <laughs> because you like Fruit Loops. I, did. I think we were just talking about Fruity Loops the other day. <laughs> See? Yeah. Uh, the Tucson uh, Convention Center in Tucson, Arizona. Of course, I, that's if I had seen this, the city first, then I would have said Tucson. You'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, this is uh, the first episode of the year. And I'm pretty sure. Oh, actually, I should say um, we have a brief 
video recap kind of uh, going over the talent show. Um, and then a good recap of like the, um, or I should say a good job of hyping up the elimination that's going to happen later tonight. And then we get straight into the episode and I'm pretty sure at this point, dude, I think, I think Pyro's done. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I, I don't think it's going to come back. <laughs> so, do, but see, do you think Pyro's done just with NXT or like Ron Smackdown too? I think, I think you're probably right. I think it's probably NXT. I think it's probably still Ross Smackdown and the pay-per-views at that time. Mm. I have a feeling that Pyro went away maybe around 2015, like officially. I think you might be right. That yeah. sounds like more familiar. Mm-hmm. But as far as the NXT brand and programming, I think it's it's going to be dead for a while. Uh, so we'll we'll see when it makes its epic return <laughs> back to nxt man i feel like a good while they get fireworks because once they go to full sale they don't really have fireworks right yeah that's that's what i mean it's like it's a good while because even when we get to full sale it's pretty much just like the steam and then mm-hmm. uh all the light show and that's it like mm-hmm. and up until we get like the digital lightning on the side of the yeah, ring. yeah 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 then that's that's probably when we'll we'll finally get to see Pyro. So it'll do, it'll definitely be a while. So th- I think that's why we were savoring it so much during the first episodes. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> to uh, yeah, to kick off the show, Matt Striker is uh, is on the stage with all the pros and the rookies, and he kind of reminds the audience of the stakes going into the elimination. And uh, he actually breaks some uh, some news here where he mentions that the actual winner of this season will get an opportunity at the WWE tag team titles, which is new pretty much to this whole uh, concept of the show. Because before it used to be like kind of like pretty open end where they would get a championship shot of their choice or the WWE title. Um and even last season, there wasn't really anything up for grabs. So nothing at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this one at least is kind of giving them a title shot. We think <laughs> uh, could be an empty promise. That's what I'm saying. Like I said, it could be. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to place any bets if it's actually going to happen or not. But it's the first empty promise of the season. Yeah. <laughs> first potential empty promise of the season. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then he says that the. Uh, the fun part would be is that not only do you get a championship shot, you'll actually be uh, teaming up with your pro. So I, I thought that was a pretty cool, pretty cool angle to go with this as the um, as the the prize the prize for for winning this season. I think it's pretty cool because it like um, it brings more value to the the pro because mm-hmm. it's like all right or like brings more value to the the relationship with the pro exactly yeah 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 i, I agree because it it could have been something where like if they told them that after at the very beginning then maybe they would have like tried a little bit harder but it kind of already shows you like who really wanted to be a mentor and who didn't kind of mm-hmm. so yeah it's, it's definitely a good uh spin to put um later in into the season um and speaking of twists, this one kind of came out of nowhere. I totally didn't expect this. So Matt Stryker announces that there's going to be an NXT Pro 
battle royale to actually start off the show and a very interesting stipulation has been added to this matchup where the winner uh who will guarantee to be a pro because it's only for the pros to compete in uh the winning pro can actually decide if they want to trade one of their or i should say trade their rookie for another rookie on the uh, on the roster so that's very intriguing i thought that was a pretty cool stipulation to add to this matchup I thought those was really those two really good uh like new things to bring at the beginning of the episode with the um the whole tag title thing and then now saying like, oh we might have a trade possibility mm-hmm. here it's oh okay so yeah. it kind of um peaks interest from the beginning yeah 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 it I think I think the only fallback I would say is that like I think it would have probably got more people to watch the episode if they had promoted it last week but mm. but it is a very good surprise for those loyal uh viewers at the time to kind of tune in and be like oh that's that's pretty intriguing i i mm-hmm. i definitely would have like stayed around to watch the episode if uh if i knew that was going to happen nice uh so yeah all the pros start heading into the ring and before uh del rio gets to kind of uh walk down the walk down the ramp ricardo actually stops him and says that um he wants to prove himself to Del Rio and prove himself that he's better than his his rookie Connor, um, which is kind of funny because we recently released the uh, NXT career retro of uh, Connor O'Brien, and while we were doing the research, it was it was it was kind of cool to find out that him and uh, Ricardo are actually like really close now. So it, it's kind of cool. I don't know if it actually started from this season or if they had already been uh, buddies since. Uh, the fcw days or or training but i thought that was really cool that how they're already kind of having a storyline together with this mm-hmm. whole uh del real thing that um it's really cool to see it now like moving into the future of like how how good how uh how close that those two guys are so i thought that was pretty maybe, good maybe they like knew each other in the indie scene or mm-hmm. something like that because uh, there are a bunch of these dudes in this season that kind of like appeared in the indie scene for a little bit mm-hmm. yeah i think so too uh so yeah so del rio tells him it's okay uh so <laughs> ricardo heads into the ring and he wants to kind of pretty much challenge all the other pros that are waiting for him and to start off the matchup uh daniel bryan of all people kind of picks him up for an airplane spin and i think he had done this earlier in the season uh where daniel bryan did an airplane spin to someone else but i can't i can't think of it but i swear this one was longer than that one <laughs> if i remember correctly i think so i do remember because it uh he, i think what daniel bryan was trying to show Derek bateman the airplane spin uh, in yeah. the match yeah that's right like, like this or something like that and he like does it to i forgot who he did it on yeah 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 but yeah he had him in there for a while and what was crazy is like as soon as he finished like bryan was a hundred percent okay dude like that trip me out like he he didn't even like look phased at all from like doing it vegan vegan (laughs) (laughs) damn those vegan powers (laughs) fucking vegan powers bro oh my god vegans don't get dizzy (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. i guess so man like because he was he was fine like i would have been dude even even in this chair that i'm in like even if i spin even slightly too quick on it it's like it's it's over for me so that was very impressive that wouldn't happen if you embrace veganism that's true 
let's let's get on that daniel bryan diet (laughs) telling you bro we'll get soup like think about how crazy our podcast would be after if we became vegans yes (laughs) i would we would we wouldn't even need equipment i would I would marry the third mystery Bella that's out there. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, so after that, of course, Daniel Bryan just eliminates uh, Ricardo since he's pretty much done for after that airplane spin. And then, uh, yeah, Dolph Ziggler kind of just sneaks in there and eliminates Bryan next. Uh, I'm, I'm just pretty much going to go over the eliminations because it wasn't too much of a match and it was pretty mm-hmm. short. Um, then DiBiase actually eliminated R-Truth, but R-Truth did a really good sell job when he kind of like threw him, uh, over the top rope and he just got a bunch of height. Like when he kind of like, uh, launched him over, over, mm-hmm. the, over the top rope. Um, so in the, in, I guess kind of in the closing sequence, Chris Masters was trying to lock in the master lock on Dolph Ziggler, but then DiBiase broke it up. And then as, uh, Masters was trying to eliminate, um, DiBiase, Ziggler sneaked in there again and uh, eliminated both of them to be the winner of the Battle Royale at 350. Uh, so like I said, these Battle Royals, are, it's going to be tough to kind of grade them just because it's it's a match, but technically it's not a match. It's mm-hmm. it's it's in the, it's in the, that weird uh, space of like how to qualify them. Uh, but I guess I guess the the bigger thing is like what happens post match just because of the stakes going on. So you see Novak at the at the top of the stage and he's looking pretty confident of like you know cheering him on and just being happy that his pro uh won the battle royale. And then Ziggler gets on the mic and uh I'll probably insert a little bit of the sound clip here. You know what? I, I won that fair and square and I deserve a round of applause. And, and you know what? Jacob Novak, I, I never liked you at all. You're terrible. You don't have it. You're not entertaining. You're not amusing. You're not anything but a blazer from Express. So therefore, I am dumping you, trading you, getting rid of you, and I want a winner. I want to train. I want to train a winner. Train and I want Byron Saxton. Wow. Byron yeah, you, you, you just won the lottery, kid. You. The pro has turned on his rookie, sadly. <laughs> and I, I, I would say I would be surprised, but I'm not after all the things that were going on in the previous weeks. <laughs> you know, I don't blame Ziggler. Yeah. You know, um, Novak is trying to get a little too friendly with his lady friend. Yeah. And, you know, he's just... He's not exhibiting perfection. <laughs> Heck, you know, we couldn't even come up with a name for them. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you're right. <laughs> that, uh, if, if that isn't a sign already, then yeah, you're right. So, you know, I feel like Ziggler made the correct choice here. I didn't know that was going to happen. So, like, when I seen it, I was like, I'm not mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not mad at all. <laughs> I mean, I was a little bit surprised for who he traded for, but you know, as long as he got a trade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, like afterwards he says he's gonna trade him and he uh he ends up picking Bri- uh Byron Saxton. So yeah, I was the same way where I was totally surprised that he ended up picking him, but the 
later on when we get to the the backstage promos i actually think it was a pretty good choice based on like their chemistry but we'll get into mm-hmm. it more down the road uh but yeah novak is uh is pretty pissed off and he's he's about to head down to the ring as well but striker stops him and says okay you can prove your worth right now by going uh going on and doing a one-on-one match with uh saxton next so yeah i thought i thought this was like this was kind of like a cool weird mashup of like things that you don't really see sometimes in modern wrestling where it's like a segment but then it turns into a match but then we get another segment that leads into like another match. And I thought that was pretty cool where usually you either get like things on raw where like, it's a whole like 10 to 15 minute, like story segment that leads to a match either. That's going to happen later tonight or they start off like one matchup, like right after. So I thought this was kind of interesting where it was like a hybrid of everything where it was like promo match promo, and then leading up to a commercial break into a match. So yeah, it's like promo match promo segment like yeah so it it, it, you know what's pretty cool about like battle royals too is like from a from a worker standpoint battle royals are cool because you don't really have to bump Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, like you kind of get in there give each other some heat and you get thrown out yeah and that's like it so that kind of just reminded me of doing like that kind of stuff with pwr Mm -hmm. but in front of a meat pueblo <laughs> yes we're out that's like the dream spot dude <laughs> dude that's like prime time real estate bro like i was only there for like six months and we did three meat pueblo shows <laughs> dude <laughs> that's like <laughs> records that's like a meat pueblo every two months <laughs> dog like that was like pretty much the show like those are takeovers yeah yeah <laughs> They were. <laughs> they hella were. <laughs> training training was basically NXT. <laughs> and then takeovers was at Me Pueblo. Oh, dude. Me Pueblo takeover. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least at least in the earlier days you had more fans there than uh than later on in, in some takeovers. So you got Valid. you got you got you gotta look at the you gotta look at the positives man <laughs> hey, that's true and then that takes us to our first match match of the night yes where we get byron saxon with dolph ziggler actually the new the new rookie pro mm-hmm. combinations of uh byron saxon with dolph ziggler and jacob novak and chris masters and you know what I didn't really have nothing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I I figured since Ziggler and Novak were just Ziggler and Novak that for them I'd just go with Masters and Novak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm good with that. I'm signing off with that one then. <laughs> All right, and then uh, for you know I didn't really have anything for I don't know I couldn't come up with anything for like Saxon and Ziggler just yet. We're just gonna have to ride it for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But nonetheless, it was a pretty good match though. I I enjoyed this match. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like this match had Novak leading for more of a match than he had ever led. Yeah. Um, he had probably the most offense throughout the whole match. He was controlling most of the match. I saw him, you know, he had like a, a Saxon and a lot of good holds and stuff. He hit him with uh like a good like three kick combo that ended with like a big boot. So he was doing all kind of good stuff. Yeah. The commentators were really invested in the match as yeah, well. Yeah, it yeah. seemed like they were really trying to put over the um 
the the story between like how the trades happen and like really kind of like hyping up how it is in in reference to like or not to like but in in reference to how important it could have been in to uh when coming into elimination yeah so like especially it's like hey you know if i'm Dolph ziggler and i made a trade and then like novak gets eliminated it's like boom yeah, genius. But you know, on the flip side of that, if you traded Novak and then Saxon gets eliminated, it's like, okay, you're an idiot. Yeah. But um, you know, Novak controlled a lot of the match. At one point, he gets him in like a really nice. He whips him in the corner, whips Saxon in the corner, pulls him out for a side slam. That was pretty dope. At some point, we get uh, like Byron Saxon kind of like turns the tides, and what is that move they do? The slingshot, yeah, where yeah, yeah. like uh, you get him by the legs, almost like you were going to do him in a um, Boston Crab, but then you launch him in the corner. Mm-hmm. But uh, Saxon kind of botched that because he grabbed him too low. Yeah, so he like grabbed him below the knees, and then when you try to launch him, he didn't have enough leg there, so he kind of like just. Throw him kind of off, and then from there we get some uh some Saxon offense that was kind of like some D- Daniel Bryan running cl- clothesline for him mm-hmm. things. Yeah, 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 so that was pretty cool. Saxon started to kind of like um change the tide. He hit his like bulldog, but from a Russian leg sweep setup. Like, yeah, behind yeah, him. yeah, and then he, I don't know, and he like jumps in the air and does some stuff. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, um. At some point, like kind of near towards the end, we get Novak, who's going to go for what seems to be some type of suplex lift. Mm-hmm. Um, Saxon fights it off. And then he so I was, I actually rewound it to mm-hmm. look at the movie again because I thought it was pretty cool. So I'm going to call it like a turning half Nelson Russian leg sweep. I, I, I definitely wanted to get your your uh, your clarification with that because I had no clue what the, I, did, I was like what is that yeah 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 <laughs> what, but you had what was it you had called uh you had said like the overdrive or something like that something something basic you thought was gonna be Saxton's finisher but yeah yeah I, I thought I thought he was gonna be an overdrive guy yeah yeah, yeah. this was totally totally caught me off guard yeah because he like. It wasn't a full Cobra clutch. So it was like he damn near put him in the Taz mission for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like swung like it was going to be a Russian leg sweep, but turned like a sling blade. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, half Nelson sling blade. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to go with that. Half Nelson sling blade. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I... I, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna reference that. I'm gonna copy your your notes for this one because I know if he pulls this off later in the season, I'm I'm gonna need to like recall like what that is officially called. Yeah, but. we're gonna call it a half Nelson sling blade for now because I have no idea what to call it. And props to Novak for knowing how to bump for it. Oh yeah, because <laughs> he just kind of like went with the flow. Like I don't know where this dude's taking me, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So props there on Novak. I enjoyed that match. It was uh we got Byron Saxon by pinfall at the end at uh five minutes and forty five mm-hmm. seconds. Well, it's it's a nice little outing. It was it was um a good showcase for Novak and a nice win by Saxon that didn't involve a roll up. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like it's good to like have the guys show that they can wrestle and then at the same time like you know you get a finisher out of them and it's like oh, okay like we're not just gonna get roll-ups the whole season so that's good yeah um so after this match we get a, a mini segment backstage promo with our truth and johnny curtis mm-hmm. whom together quite 
hilarious what it's turning out. Yeah. So we start off and it's like um our truth and in Johnny Curtis, they were talking and then uh I think Johnny Curtis was like apologizing for something and then <laughs> our troop storms off like I ain't got no time for that and he walks yeah. off like man for real and he comes back like no nah, I'm just playing and then uh, <laughs> so like he got they, me dude it, yeah I was like he got me too I was like oh man what was he mad about because I, I kind of forgot what happened yeah yeah and then so like you know they just start talking and it's like yeah man it's all good and then Johnny Curtis talks about he says that you know we're <laughs> We're like a two-man wolf pack in the deserts of Arizona trying to become one. Yeah. And then our troops like, I don't know what that means. And Curtis is like, me neither. And Truth's like, but that's what's up. And Curtis is like, yeah, that's what's up. And then they both walk off. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh my goodness. They I feel like some of these rookie pro combinations are just hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's funny how like because it was very similar to, I, I believe, the promo from the week before, where it was the other way around, where our truth had said something weird, and then Johnny Curtis was like, "What does that even mean?" And he's like, "I don't know, man." <laughs> so like, is 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 pretty much the same thing, but it kind of shows you like that their dynamic is really really similar. So that I thought that was really funny too. Yeah, that was good. So then we go to like a commercial. Regular commercial, we got like one of those raw rebounds that <laughs> I didn't watch. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we come back with another mini segment backstage promo. Brakeman, Brakeman, uh, Bateman <laughs> and Daniel Bryan. So as soon as we get back there, we get Derek Bateman choking some guy up. Yeah, <laughs> no idea who this dude is, but he's choking him out, just practicing his move. And then like Darren Bryan's like, "Uh, what are you doing?" So he and then he just like throws the guy down. Yeah, and they start talking. What is it? Uh, Derek Bateman is like talking about how they should go on a double date with the Bella Twins. Mm-hmm. But look, I see you have a little problem on Raw. What are you talking about? The love triangle with the Bellas. And I would like to lend my assistance. Now, I don't know if you know this about me. Back in high school, they used to call me Dr. Love. No, they didn't. You're right, I was homeschooled. But I do know my way with the ladies. So what do you say about a DB double date with the Bellas? That truly sounds like a horrible idea. I'm buying. You know what? That's not even the point. Now, now that I think about it, I think it could be a lot of fun. I say let's do it next week. Let's do it next week. Because we're not just about submission wrestling. We're about chicks. And America. So then, like, after he coerces him and it, um, says that, you know, we're going to do this because we're all about chicks. And he, like, reaches up and, like, grabs an American flag and it rolls down and America. And he just <laughs> stares, like, off in the distance. The crowd went kind of nuts for that. What? Okay. So I I might have to adjust my entertainment factor a little bit after this se- segment because, yeah, you reminded me of, like, the crowd was really into the whole episode. Now, the more I think about it, because that's that's kind of the thing. Like, of course, before uh, before uh, lockdown and everything, um, I think that was the thing that was missing a lot from modern Raw and SmackDown. That the crowd reaction from like backstage promos, like it rarely happened. Where mm. either they purposely just kind of muted it where you didn't hear any reaction or uh the segments didn't get any reaction where like there would be like some muddled sounds or whatever but i was really surprised of like how much of a reaction 
uh, Bateman especially was getting with this promo because yeah, like everything that he had said, like you could hear like a legit response from the crowd. So that's pretty impressive considering that he's like not a regular and he's quote unquote like a rookie and a lot of people just don't even know who he is. So yeah, I was, I was really surprised that however he got with like his, his promo and like his new gimmick that he's trying to get over. So I, mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. Definitely. Uh, so right after we head into another backstage promo <laughs> where we have the new team of Ziggler and Saxton, this one is uh, kind of like what we were saying earlier where um, Brian Saxton was kind of celebrating that he got his first official victory under Ziggler. And this is also technically, yeah, his first victory as far as like a pinfall victory. Because uh, the other ones were, I think, in a tag and just getting a DQ loss. So this is technically his first like win-win. Uh, so he's kind of hyping them winning the WWE Tag Team Champions. And Ziggler's pretty much on board, but he kind of gives them some advice and says like, okay, I just want to let you know, like, just don't be like that other guy, you know, like, and don't don't be messing around with my girl and everything. So he's already kind of putting them in check, but... Saxton isn't taking like any offense to it. He's kind of more vibing with him and kind of saying like, "Oh, dude, like, I'm I'm not gonna be like that loser uh, rookie that you had before. Like, we're gonna we're gonna get along just fine." So you can already tell like like they legitly do have like some really good chemistry with each other. Um, that they're bouncing off of each other a little bit more smoothly than the team of Novak and uh, and Ziggler before. So that's fair. That's like a. Uh... Saxon was the ECW commentator, though, so like yeah. it's not like he's a new person. Yeah, that's true. So I'm pretty sure like everybody kind of already has a relationship with him, so it's it's nice to see that it's not like exploited as much as it's like it's easy for him to just like roll with different people like that. So mm-hmm. like shout out to Saxon for versatility. That's very very true. Yeah, I think they they did a good job here and. Uh, we'll see if that pays off for Ziggler later tonight. And speaking mm-hmm. of speaking of which, we have the the final rookie challenge for uh, for the episode leading into the elimination edit, and it is the NXT Battle on the Mic challenge. Uh, so this one this one was kind of interesting because they kind of like broke their own rules so to speak so i'll tell you the current standings before going into elimination so johnny curtis is clearly in the lead with five points then we have bateman with three novak and saxton with one and uh brodus clay and connor o'brien with zero it's kind of funny because they the person who did the graphic for this one misspelled O'Brien and kind of spelled it with a a instead of a e which uh i don't blame them because even when i've been doing like the graphics for for our uh our podcast like sometimes i forget and and write it with a as well but just kind of uh it was one of those where i'll call it out but i i won't blame them for the it's like hey you know honest mistake yeah exactly (laughs) we're we're all humans yes (laughs) so yeah so this one is kind of breaking its own rules because earlier in the season they had established that all the physical challenge would be worth two points while like the entertainment ones would only be worth one point. But I'm guessing to kind of spice things up since Johnny Curtis was clearly in the lead, this uh, challenge was actually going to be worth four points. So it's pretty much where anyone can kind of win, but not really because you have Connor and Brodus Clay with zero. So even if they had won, 
they weren't going to. Um, it's not enough. Yeah, it wasn't going to be enough. So it was just kind of interesting that they ended up going with this where it might as well have been five points if they really wanted to spice things up. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so very similar to other battle on a mic or like open mic time challenges this one is where uh matt striker pairs up each of the six rookies and gives them 20 seconds to kind of like you know talk trash and just kind of like get over on their opponents and then the audience will pick out the winner so the first battle is between johnny curtis and brodus clay uh brodus clay goes first and kind of just bullies them and reminds them of uh reminds johnny curtis that he threw him over onto the announcer's table that one time and then uh when johnny curtis goes up he says like oh you know you know what was really funny was that time that <laughs> i punched you in the mouth and then brodus clay so was like wait a minute i don't remember bam, bam. <laughs> he said he said he said fool you never punched me in the mouth Boom. <laughs> and then the strike came out of nowhere just kind of like i think he was i think he was just kind of invoking his inner randy orton from the week before you know <laughs> like just <laughs> out of nowhere <laughs> that's something that like what did the five fingers say to the face yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> if only he had slapped him then i could have like made a like a sound clip or something <laughs> but uh yeah so they kind of brawl a little bit and then striker and the other rookies have to pull them apart for a second uh so the fans obviously vote for johnny curtis on this one since he <laughs> got a huge reaction from that and then we have Derek bateman going up against byron saxton and yeah bateman kind of just starts uh bullying byron as well for the legacy of ecw since he said like he pretty much killed ecw with his commentary and then uh the only thing that byron saxton said in his rebuttal was saying kind of like he was better than him and that was pretty I much like it. it just didn't make any sense yeah yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't it wasn't really strong and like you can tell that the audience wasn't feeling it so the fans obviously picked bateman to win that round and then <laughs> of course last but not least we get uh jacob novak and my boy connor o'brien and you know to give novak credit i will say that this is probably his best promo of the season so far so he uh he comes in there and obviously i'll i'll, I'll insert the sound clips here connor o'brien the guy that thinks he's a rat well you're ugly you scare the girls and you do cut the cheese because you stink <laughs> the bottom line is jacob novak makes this look good all right, 20 seconds to respond, Connor. Go. Whoa, Jacob Novak. Is that your nose or are you eating a banana? <laughs> no, 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 listen. Listen, you've got a great career ahead of you. The only problem is, is you're going to have to have two entrances. One for you and one for your nose. And that, my friend, takes the cheese. All righty. But... <laughs> He, uh, he he gets him with a good one there when he says, like, of course, you know, you look like a rat and you stink because you cut the cheese. And I was like, yeah, it, it was corny, but it, it fit the way he delivered it. And like it got a good reaction from the crowd. Uh, but then, of course, Connor goes next. And then he says, like, he's uh, messing with the goat. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was what was funny? What was funny is that uh, before, like, 
Connor got his rebuttal in. It was kind of like a battle rap at this point because when he got him with that cutting the cheese line, Connor kind of turned around and kind of did like that battle kind of thing of like, you know, you're not phasing me kind of like mm-hmm. kind of look on his face. So he, he kind of just turned his back on him and he was like, oh, all right, just just wait until I get on the mic. And then so <laughs> Connor came back and he says like, oh, Jacob Novak is is that your nose or are you eating a banana? And I was like, what the hell? Like that. But what, what made me laugh even more is that you can see Johnny Curtis in the background just like dying. So it, it <laughs> I think that's what gave it more of like a battle rap feel is that like the other guys are just like cracking. All the reactions were like really genuine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could tell like they were not expecting that. Uh, so this one... Like, if it wasn't for, like, his rebuttal, I, I'm pretty sure the fans may have gone with Novak. But then, yeah, like, they uh, they they picked uh, Connor, of course. Uh, <laughs> so then round two, the, um, the interesting part is here, since there's three of them, how are they going to kind of do this one? So what they do is that they give each of them 30 seconds, but they have to insult both guys in those 30 seconds. So Johnny Curtis goes first, and he insults Bateman's hair. And then he doesn't really insult Connor. He just says that he likes rats, and that's and that's it. Uh, Bateman goes next, and he says that uh, Johnny Curtis kind of looks like a guy that you would see on like to catch a predator, and it, it got a like it kind of got a reaction from Todd Grisham. Like he, he he he, you can tell he genuinely laughed at that reaction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Bateman says that uh, that Connor has a lot in common with Connor uh, Conan O'Brien, I should say. And then he says, but actually, you know, Conan is talented. He's funny and he gets along with people. And so, you know, he kind of did a, a diss pretty much. Mm -hmm. And then last but not least, we have uh, O'Brien and he starts off. (laughs) He starts doing yo mama jokes to kind of just like, (laughs) (laughs) but oh man, like, I, I, I can't do it justice. Like, it's just more of the delivery where, like, they're, of course, it's it's your mama joke. Like, how good can you be? But I think it's more about, like, the the presence, kind of like, you know, like battle rapping and the way you just say it. That, it's like, like where you're hearing it from. It's like, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so where it's coming from, who's delivering it. And like, <laughs> the, the line that he got me is like, he said that Johnny Curtis is so stupid that he sits on the TV to watch the couch. And I was like, what? <laughs> what does that even mean? But it just got a reaction from everybody. So, like, that that's all that matters, especially in that's, this. I'm telling you, man, that's the goat right there. <laughs> he may be a rat, but he's really the goat. He's, he's, he's truly the goat. And I'm so glad <laughs> that I, I got to be in his surname for this season. <laughs> uh... So yeah, the the crowd actually is kind of mixed when they start, uh, you know, when Stryker starts picking out Bateman and uh, <laughs> and Johnny Curtis. But when once they get to Connor O'Brien last, they they give him the biggest pop out of the three. So yeah, Connor O'Brien wins and get and he gets four points. But as we mentioned earlier, since he and Brodus Clay started off with zero, uh, it's not enough for immunity. So Johnny Curtis is safe for tonight's elimination. Um, I may have to go back and adjust my entertainment score because the more I kind of like just explain that thing, I, I remember this just being a really funny segment. So yeah, I I already adjusted my <laughs> 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 all <like> right <laughs> three 
three segments ago. <laughs> All right. Well, as you covered this this last match of the night, I I may go in there and start editing a little bit. <laughs> there it is, bro. All right. So let's go ahead and get into this last match. No entrances. Still riding hot off of our surprise punch in the face. <laughs> Johnny Curtis versus versus Big Brothers Clay. All right. So one of the first things that I noticed is something that we notice like every episode, but Johnny Curtis is really tall. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And even standing next to Brodus Clay, he's pretty tall. Yeah. So, um, you know, even with that kind of like height, almost kind of like match, um, we start off the match with like a good uh, shoulder tackle by Brodus Clay. Nice aggression, runs him down. Mm-hmm. Boom. Solid. You know, we get Johnny Curtis uh, coming back with like a flurry of punches. They kind of like brawl for a little bit. Yeah. It's a good little brawl. Good brawl. At some point, Johnny Curtis is like, yep, I'm going to get him with a crossbody. Nope, didn't work. Mm-hmm. Brodus Clay caught him. Fought off, fought it off, fought it off, fought it off. But then in, uh, Brodus Clay turned to a T-bone suplex. Boom, tosses him. Beautiful. Yeah. Brodus is all about that. He's good at that. I feel it. So uh, the commentators are kind of invested in this one, too. Mm-hmm. They're doing their thing. Yeah. Um, you know, they're uh, kind of like putting some emphasis on Johnny Curtis for like standing up to Brodus Clay when I guess or not, I guess, but uh, like when Brodus is like the big tough guy because he's the biggest one, he's mm-hmm. the widest and he's got really big traps on his neck and he's almost got like no neck. So that was like dope, you know, really kind of like see both men get put over in that aspect by the commentary team. The commentary team also put um, put Brodus over by mentioning that he's a security guard for like rappers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think they said like he's security for a whole bunch of rappers. I really only remember Snoop Dogg, but you know how <laughs> you know how that goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we get a, a like a nice flurry of uppercuts, like oh, European yeah, yeah, uppercuts yeah. from like Johnny Curtis to Brodus Clay. Like, boom, boom, just laying him out, laying him out, laying him out. Then um, he whips some Irish whip, and then we get a low drop kick. Mm-hmm. From Johnny Curtis lowers his opponent a little bit, and then he get a nice uh, supermodel kick because yep. he gets him with a spinning, <laughs> <laughs> spinning wheel kick. And it like Johnny Curtis is on fire at this point. He goes up top, and it looked like like a flying clothesline or like a flying forearm. So I, almost I, like one of those flying Don, Daniel Bryan things. That's what I was going to ask you. Do, you. do you know what the name of that is when Daniel Bryan does those kind of like? jumping I think, I think it's just like a jumping clothesline but okay. it's just the way that he does it that makes it very signature to, to kind of like because to me it looks like a forearm and then when i see the forearm i think um scotty riggs because mm-hmm. he's doing like that forearm thing yeah, yeah. and it was just like because he had one of those like gimmicks where it was like a metal plate like Lex luger back in the oh, day oh right right i forgot about that <laughs> <laughs> he did <laughs> I, I believe that like deeply that Lex Lex luger got into a motorcycle accident and he had a metal rod in there i was like yo man that's Lex luger yeah he's got that rod in there bro <laughs> <laughs> you can't be using that man <laughs> it's like what come on man how you not knocked out from that clothesline <laughs> <laughs> sorry right. so then uh we go back to the match and then, you know, after that, bro, this kicks out. Um, so the finish comes and what it looked like to me is that Clay had him in a like a tongue and death grip mm-hmm. and he turned into a choke slam. Yeah. Which now when you think about that really hurts. <laughs> like the positioning. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like he picked you up by your jaw. Yeah. <laughs> and threw you on the ground. So he's not kicking out from that. Yeah. One, two, three. 
and what, what is Brody's Clay? And you do know, know that. that. <laughs> I love how these guys are getting over their quotes, man. <laughs> I know it's really cool because it's like, how y'all got quotes? But at the same time, it's like, man, y'all got quotes. Yeah. <laughs> they got, like, we did what? We've seen like a. I've never seen a talking death grip choke slam, and I've never seen a half Nelson sling blade. So yeah, 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 They're pulling out some, some moves. We got some innovation coming out of this match, so you know I'm gonna have to go back and change some more of my scores. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, I agree with you. Where like this, this was to me anyway was like my match of the night because of everything you said, and yeah, those those uppercuts by Johnny Curtis, like. Not only do they look good, but Brodus also like sold them really, really well. Like mm-hmm. they look like those hurt, man. <laughs> Definitely, that was a good match. I enjoyed it. Nice, yeah. So that's uh kind of perfect because like these guys just had this good matchup, but then we still have the first rookie elimination up next, and uh, when we come back, they are kind of in the same format as previous seasons where they're just lined up uh next to the ring as matt striker kind of uh recaps everything and he wants to get a few comments from johnny curtis since he's pretty pretty safe and yeah since they just had this matchup of course johnny curtis picks uh brodus clay as the guy who he thinks should be eliminated but like you know they're just he's still pissed off about the match and since they've been beefing for a couple of weeks now like um i'm really glad that they're continuing this storyline so matt striker throws us to the graphic on the Titan Tron and we get the big reveal that Jacob Novak is our first eliminated. And it's pretty much the guy that we kind of like called last week where um, since we have, we hadn't watched this episode yet before that taping, we were kind of going over like, you know, logistically, who do we think is going to be the first one going? And uh, yeah, we were right with, um, with Novak being the first one. So this does kind of make Dolph Ziggler look like a genius because he did <laughs> kind of switch him out before uh, before the elimination happened. But was yo switcheroo? Yeah. <laughs> what was kind of interesting is that um, Novak actually cut like a pretty heartfelt uh, promo afterwards, where he was just kind of thanking everyone for the opportunity. Um, we're just kind of. If I felt bad for him because like the fans were legitly like booing him and everything. I know. Like I was like, oh, he's really trying to be sincere right now, but it's like you can't do that when you've already painted your pi- picture as a blazer wearing like you know <laughs> blazer wearing d bag. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna admit this is a crushing blow, but I just want to say I didn't look at NXT as an opportunity or just an opportunity to be the next WWE superstar, but an opportunity. For me to change my own life. That's enough. <laughs> you see, I've always wanted to stand right here in front of you, the WWE Universe, because we all share the same passion. We all love the WWE. <laughs> this has been an experience of my life. Jacob Novak was leaving the arena. Uh, Masters was actually trying to lock in the the master lock, but uh, <laughs> Ziggy ended up running off, and uh, that was about to close the episode until we had another scuffle between Johnny Curtis and Brodus Clay. So they're still beefing, which is pretty cool because they're they're probably going to keep continuing the storyline until one of them gets eliminated, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that closes off the show. So I think this is interesting because. Uh, this is definitely an episode where I remember liking it, but now the more that 
you and I were kind of just doing this review. We were kind of doing some some last minute changes here. Um, since this is the new year, or I should say the the first episode in the new year, uh, I don't really have too many fun facts since we ended up kind of uh, resetting everything. So the only one I had, obviously, is like, yeah, this is the first show of the year. And um, we'll we'll probably get more into it as like we kind of kick it off. Or by the time we end the season, I'll kind of do more of a season recap of the fun facts. Uh, but we'll we'll just get um, we'll get started with our scores. So for me, yeah, like after <laughs> after everything going on, I ended up giving commentary a three. Nice. Um, I think kind of like the thing that you had brought up during the um, the first one on one matchup of the night with um, with Ziggler, or I should say with uh, with Novak and uh, Saxton. Uh, I thought they did, yeah, like the commentators did a really good job of getting over all the storylines where um, I, I forget who said it, if it was Todd or or Josh, you'd said like, you know, do you think uh, do you think Ziggler wanted to get rid of uh, of uh, Novak on purpose because he was, you know, starting to mess with his girl and everything. So they were painting a really good picture already of like the storylines that they had already been building up throughout the last couple of weeks. Um, and yeah, overall, I think they just did a good job of covering all the other matches and the segments. So uh, I ended up giving it a three. That's dope because I had it at three mm-hmm. and then I went up to three point five. Oh, nice. And then like I'm trying to find it. And it, you know what? It was in the Battle of the Mic challenge. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, one of the commentators slyly said underneath their voice that because somebody I forgot who said it but then one of the commentators was like he's a tranny and then you could hear strikers start to laugh oh no <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh because I think like either they were saying something about like training but it came out like tranny and then like the commentator was like oh he's a tranny and I was like bro you can't say that yeah, yeah, yeah. but it was incredibly entertaining. Yeah. And then just when we went over and kind of reaffirmed that the commentators were really on point, kind of putting all the guys over in yeah. all the matches, I felt like they they uh they exceeded the norm of yeah. what they kind of like normally do and kind of went a little above from what I am normally accustomed to. So I went 3.5 for the commentary team. Mm-hmm. And then so we'll just move right over into matches. Mm-hmm. And I went very generous with the matches in this week because I actually was very entertained. So I went four for matches. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah. I I like the innovation that came out, just even if it's just like two moves or something like that. But then, you know, it was I thought a lot of good offense was was done by like Novak and his now in retrospect knowing that was his like go home match. Mm-hmm. So like that yeah, was pretty yeah. cool. And then you get Saxon putting, you know, essentially putting him, he put Saxon over essentially getting traded for him, taking the clean loss, taking the finisher. So like I went, I went four for matches and then Brodus Clay and Johnny Curtis actually had a pretty good barn burner. I thought just between them, you know, given the storyline kind of like built into that match coming in, uh, coming up, and I, I felt like it didn't disappoint, so I went for. And nice. the battle royal was just fun. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, I, I think you just convinced me. Where I originally gave it a three, but I think I'm, I just bumped it up to a three point five. Um, yeah, because I forgot, like pretty much that is Novak's last match. So 
Um, yeah, I don't know if more than likely he, he didn't know. So it, it's kind of cool <laughs> that he uh, he was you know giving it his all during that matchup. And yeah, like even though that um, even though that the Brodus and Johnny Curtis match was my favorite match of the night, uh, I have to agree with you that yeah that matchup between Novak and Saxton was really good too. And even though that the Battle Royale kind of falls into that weird category of, of being like uh, an official match, but it's not really like technically like filler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a filler. Um, it it did add to like the whole point of like the production and and everything that was going to lead into the show. So yeah, um, you convinced me with that. <laughs> uh, so go, going into that. Yeah, I also gave production a 3.5 just because of like kind of everything that I had mentioned at the beginning of the show where I think the mix up that they did at the very beginning of the show where they just did like this cool hybrid of a promo match, promo match um, was pretty sleek and it made the show go a lot faster. And yeah, by the time that we got to the last match, um, then I was like, oh, yeah, we still have like the the elimination but it wasn't like that thing of like oh we still have the elimination it was more of like oh yeah we still have that like there's there was so much crammed into the episode but in a good way that um i thought that the overall booking of the of the show and just like how i said like the crowd reactions like they just mm-hmm. caught me off guard like that uh that arizona knows how to like enjoy their their nxc show so uh they they were really reacting and pretty much putting over all the all the rookies during this episode Nice. All right. I'm with that, man. I'm with that. All right. Where the hell are we at? Production? Yes. <laughs> I personally went three for production mm-hmm. because not to say that it wasn't doing any more than what they normally do, but says I was just so caught up in everything else. Yeah. That I feel like the production took a back seat mm-hmm. to everything else that was going on. I guess technically you can say that like the mini segments and stuff are part of production. I personally chalked that up to talent because I thought they were doing really good mm-hmm. with their own stuff. So I personally went three with production. Mm-hmm. And then for entertainment, four. Ooh. Yeah, Solid yeah. four. I was extremely entertained watching this episode. I thought the matches were dope. Um, the mini segments were hilarious. And even Wade Barrett was in like the raw rebound. So like it just ran the whole (laughs) gamut for the episode of just being good from top to bottom. Yeah. All right, man, I'm going to have to mirror you then. Cause I also gave it a, um, a four at the very last minute because yeah, I was, I was debating kind of the same way where, um, if production was either going to get a 3.5 or a four, but I think you swung me over when you said that the talent was the ones that, put over the the mm. show because you're right normally i would not enjoy like three back-to-back backstage <laughs> promos but the way that these guys like made it entertaining not only did they make it entertaining but they really kept all the storylines going like mm. yeah we had the new tag team between uh ziggler and uh and saxton then we had the ongoing one with johnny curtis and our truth and then th- continuing the the now bella storyline with bateman and brian like yeah they just kept it entertaining and they also kept it consistent which is uh not something you can say with modern (laughs) modern wrestling so for the fact that retro nxt is doing it right uh says a lot (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Awesome. All right. So with that, our combined score for this episode, I am very, very curious, uh, is a 3.6, which, yeah, it's it's up there. You know what? What's crazy? Yeah. Like, uh, so I, I believe, yeah, the last episode of the year is our highest one so far of this season with a 3.7. But it's kind of crazy. Like, if you watch these episodes back to back, you're going to get like some good some good wrestling. Well, like, I mean, like good sports entertainment i guess <laughs> like i'm having there you go i'm having like that good hybrid of like good good matches but good entertainment at the same time yeah that's like your prototypical wwe show mm-hmm. like wrestling and then your backstage segments segments that are executed well yeah and just all your little side stuff that works too to make a complete like television show as opposed to just making you know, you got an hour. Let's throw like five matches in there and call it a night type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I was very entertained and I enjoyed that match. And not even just the match, but just like the whole show. Yeah, same here. Hold up. So for next week in the main event, we actually have a, a well, I should say we have another rookie versus pro match where we have Johnny Curtis going up against Ted DiBiase Jr. Uh, this one is pretty exciting to me on paper because kind of like we have mentioned on previous podcasts where guys like DiBiase Jr. and Chris Masters during this run of their WWE career were really finding their strand when it came to like doing a lot of technical mat work. Um, mm. So especially matching up with a guy like Johnny Curtis, who is technically a rookie, but he's already has like a bunch of experience for for uh, his career at this stage of his of his life. Um, yeah, I'm excited for this matchup just because they're both like um, kind of similar body frames. But yeah, we know Johnny Curtis is a giant, so I'm I'm kind of curious <laughs> how, how, how this matchup is going to go. Uh, so yeah, I'm pretty excited for next week's episode. Uh, <laughs> so that will uh, that will do it for this episode. Uh, but for sure, I wanted to do this before we headed off for the evening. That I definitely wanted to give kind of a slash plug slash appreciation for my co-host because yeah, man, you've been killing it lately with with your uh your battle raps and especially sending some love out to the whole bots family with uh with ryan radio and everything that yeah man like uh like without spoiling it of course you guys should definitely check it out when it gets uploaded but yeah i i think you pretty much killed it with, with your last couple last couple of battles but especially this last one you know it's really just the last one like the the two before were kind of duds and then the ones before that were really good Mm -hmm. so it was like i think the last one that kind of passed is good to really get my momentum back yeah yeah yeah. because like in the grand scheme of it all like going into the that match in the tournament it's like nobody really noticed that i was four and one Mm -hmm. so it's like now after this it's like yo what the heck like l dog has hella wins like what the heck is going on so it's like ha it's like you gotta be that sleeper sometimes yeah for sure so yeah, I, I just wanted to throw that out there because you know, like uh we try to do this podcast when we can, but like this is hopefully hopefully our 
our wonderful supporters have noticed that this is pretty much like our true true side hobby because like the two of us have so many other things going like, on other, like <laughs> oh, hobbies like just things yeah, just yeah. Like, <laughs> uh so i definitely wanted to make sure like uh that the supporters go check out uh the other stuff that that you're working on and especially also to give uh a bunch of love and shout out to uh, the bots community as well. Yes, sir. Awesome. So yes, uh, so that will pretty much do it for us this week. And uh, yeah, next week we will be covering more of the year 2011. I'm very excited. That's it. That's it. <laughs> all right. That's all I got. That's all. <laughs> all righty. So this is your boy Nando O'Brien and your boy Ill Truth, still aloof. And un- I think uncouth is a word. Yeah. I don't yeah. really know what it means, though, but it's a word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All righty. And we will see you next time. Take care.